So just as we are worshiping now, I just had an experience of God's amazing grace. I was standing in worship and I was, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't deserve for you to speak through me today. I got up late this morning. We rushed this morning. I got to church and I was irritated this morning because the, the announcements weren't put on the stick like they should be. Visitors weren't followed up like they should be. The hall is in, in a different uh, way. And I, and I came into worship feeling a little irritated this morning. And I, and I said to the Lord, I know, Lord, I don't deserve for you to speak through me because I haven't done what you needed me to do. And I just felt the power of the Holy Spirit come upon me. And I felt the Lord say to me, it's not about you and what you do, but it's about my grace. And I just sensed such grace over my life this morning. And I felt the Lord saying, it's about my son who died on the cross for you. You can do nothing to deserve my love. You can do nothing to, to get my admi admi admiration. There's nothing you can do, but it is by the grace that I've given that you stand before me. And when I look at you this morning, and yes, your heart is troubled, but when I look at you this morning, I see you through the blood of Jesus Christ, and I see you standing righteous before me, and my love has not changed. And I just felt the message this morning is for not just for me, but it's for many of us this morning. As we've come into this place, we felt almost like, Lord, I don't deserve to stand here. I don't deserve to be here because I haven't done the things you've asked of me. And I felt the Lord saying, all I want is your praise. All I want is your worship. So lay aside the things that you feel you haven't done and look at the things that I have done. And I felt the Lord saying, Feel my grace this morning. My grace is sufficient for you. My love is everlasting. My love is forever. And I just really sensed this morning that those who have felt like, yo, it's been a tough week. Yo, Lord, I haven't focused on you this week. Lord, I just want to cringe back. I feel the Lord say, no, push into me this morning. Push into my presence. Taste of my wonder. Taste of my grace. Taste of my love this morning. Because you are worthy. Because I've made you that way. So Father, I thank you. I can come before you and I can stand before you. And if there's anyone else feeling like that this morning, I just feel you need to reach out your hand. You need to say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you that your son died for me. And that I can stand here righteous before you. Thank you, Jesus. When we, 
when we um, started with that song, um, I saw a picture of a person kind of in the water, treading water, trying just to stay alive. Um, and we sang the words, thank you God that I'm alive. But like, are we really or are we just trying to survive? Jesus said, I came to give life and life in abundance. And, and are we living in that abundance or are we just trying to survive? And, um, and immediately I, I was reminded of the, the story of when Peter got out of the boat. And, uh, and when he saw the waves, he, he started to sunk. And, um, and I feel a lot of people here feel like I'm in the water and I need to swim to the shore in order to be on a, 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 a kind of a steadfast place. But in that story, Jesus reached out his hand. And so I feel a lot of us must just lift up our eyes and see Jesus and just grab Jesus' hand this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are there, Lord. Lord, these waves, the waves that the world causes, sometimes the swells get so big, Father God, that we, that we only see our circumstances. We only see what is wrong. We only see our stress, um, the things that, that are not right, Father. But you are there, Lord. You are there all along, Jesus. You made a promise that you came you gave, give us life and life in abundance. That is a promise, Father God. And we cannot allow the noises of this world to become louder than that promise, Lord. So, Father, this morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, touch our hearts right now that we will be able just to reach out. Also, as, as, as Patty shared, that we will just take your hand, that we will push into you. Lord, there's promises, so many promises in the Bible. One that says, draw closer to me and I will draw closer to you. Father, you will never disappoint us, Lord. We must just come towards you. We must just stick out our hand, Father, and you will take it. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And as we continue to worship, Father, help us, Lord. Help us. If it's, if it's us, come, come prompt us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown. Where feet may fail And there I find you in the mystery In oceans deep My faith will stand Sing that again You call me out upon the water the great unknown where feet may fail and there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep my faith will
deepest waters, your sovereign hand will be my guide. Your feet may fail and fear surrounds me.
King. Lord, we love you this morning. We wrap our arms around you as we worship. We want to remind you this morning that your son died so that we could have life. You are such an amazing God. I thank you for that this morning. Thank you for these wonderful times of worship, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Goedemorgen. <laughs> um, just before, so I've got a big note to introduce myself because the last time I forgot that. Um, but before I do that, I just want to say thank you to each and every birthday message over the weekend. Um, I haven't had time to personally respond to each one, but I do really appreciate each, mes- each message because my wife was spoiling me so much. So my name is Andre, for those that don't know me. Um, <laughs> Husband of one wife, Nina, um, and my two beautiful girls, Kieran and Courtney, um, and it's really a privilege for me today to share what I hope is what's on God's heart. Um, I could never understand when guys preach, they always start and they say, um, they had this whole preach planned and then God came and he threw it out and he started something new, but I can honestly tell you that happens. Um, Last night I was in bed, um, Kira was actually helping me put everything together and I was like, I'm, I actually think I'm ready. I was like, okay, cool. Got up early this morning and I said, okay, I'm just quickly going to run through the notes and then everything just changed. Um, But there is good news. Mike Davies actually preached this message. So we've got his preach ready. So if this bombs out, we're just going to cue the preach and then we'll go with that one. Um, Peter, can you put up Acts 2.42, please? So last week we started with a scripture and we looked at the part of the apostles' teaching um, today we're going to move on to the fellowship. Um, so, yeah. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, 
and to the breaking of bread. Um, but as I said, we want to really look at the fellowship part today. Um, so what I did was I actually asked a few guys in the week, what does fellowship mean? What does fellowship look like? Peter, can you put up that? Um, so what is fellowship? So one of the answers was it's spending quality time with fellow believers, speaking and sharing in each other's lives. The other one was sharing and being vulnerable with each other, people coming together around the person of Jesus, and then doing life together by sharing in each other's experiences. And I was specifically told by Marco, if I use this, I've got to give him credit. So Marco, credit. Um, and then I asked my family, and I said, okay, guys, what is fellowship? And then Kira comes, she's like, two fellows in a ship. Oh, oh, you guys are such a great help. But actually, I thought about it, and isn't that exactly what it is? It's we cannot have fellowship if we don't have people. If we don't have somebody else with us in the boat, we simply can't do it. Um, sorry, I'm getting used to this. Okay. <laughs> So, what I actually want to do today is to make it a bit more practical, is change the word from fellowship to hospitality. And I want to speak about hospitality today. And can I just say, hospitality is not a worldly term. It's actually from Scripture. So, Peter, Matthew 25, 31 to 40. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and, we, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. And I think that's really a scripture that changed my whole op or opinion on hosting, that actually we don't host for ourselves, we host. When we host, we actually do it for Jesus. When we show hospitality, it's actually something we're showing to Jesus. And I think it's quite clear from that scripture that hospitality is actually something really close to God's heart. So I just, um, for the scholars here, I've got some more scriptures. Peter. So 2 Corinthians 8 verse 5 says, And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. Um, and just something that stood out for me is I've often heard people say, we, we do it for Jesus, or it's easy to give it to Jesus. But actually, I want to say this morning, how can we say we're giving it to Jesus if we can't give it to Jesus' family? Um, so to me, it's, it's really a thing of if, yeah, sorry. If we don't give to ourselves, we can't say we're giving to Jesus. If, if, what? Sorry. <laughs> I want to get past this stuff, man. Um, and, oh, yeah, sorry, now I know where I wanted to go. Um, 
So I think for me, what stood out from this one is we're in a great church. We're in a family where it's all about church and this family. And I want to tell you just, just a quick story about 412. Um, for those that knew us about six, six, seven years ago, Nina got really sick. Um, and for us as a family, we were newly saved. We didn't know what to do. But I want to tell you... <laughs> But what happened was we saw churches in Namibia call fasts, um, and we got a message saying, listen, as this church in Namibia, we want to tell you guys we're fasting for you, we're praying for you. We had congregations in Edgemead saying, we're not doing a preach this morning, we're just praying for you guys as a family. And it was just this amazing rallying around us, and, and that is the fruit of being part of this body. That is the fruit of, I think we got when we got into the church, we were quite... When we got in, I think 412 really took off, and it was practically every weekend there was outreaches, there was ministry trips, there was things just happening everywhere, and it was so easy to be involved in the church, and we would literally go and say, we're going on holiday this month, um, where are we going to go? And it's not, let's go Google accommodation, let's see where all our congregations are, and let's go past Swell and Dumb, we can stay by these people we know because we've hosted them, let's move on to Mossel Bay, and it just became such a lifestyle that that when Nina got sick and when we needed family, we were surrounded with family. Um, So I really want to encourage you, if you're in this church, go to the other congregations, go meet the other people, go, it's really, there is such a massive family around us. Um, Peter, you can put up the next one, um, Romans 12, 13. Um, Share with God's people who are in need, practice hospitality, and then I actually found um, in one of those uh, easy to read versions. Um, can't remember which one. It actually says, "Share with God's people who need help. Look for people who need help and welcome them into our homes." And I think that's the thing for me is we need to be those that that welcome people into our house, houses. Um, Hebrews thirteen verse two: uh, Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing some people have entertained angels without knowing it. And I think that's that's one of the scriptures where. We actually had a good laugh a few years back. We had Russell and Jenny come over for supper. And I think it was Kira that came to us. And in the middle of it, she, somewhere she read the scripture in the week. And she was convinced that we're actually hosting angels. And we were the whole night wondering what's wrong with Kira. Because she would come and, can I take your dishes away? Can I do this for you? And it was just this totally different child um, <laughs> because of the scripture. So, um, so yeah, my precious Kira. Um, so again, hosting and hmm, hosting, hospitality. So hospitality isn't, like I said previously, it's really, I, I feel it's something that's deep in God's heart. And hospitality isn't something that's just for elite few, not for leaders or com leaders. It is a requirement for eldership. Um, and I do believe the purpose of that is actually that it's something we need to model. We need to model what it looks like bringing people into our houses um, loving them into our houses. And the best part of this is because I think it's quite a practical thing is we've got the 412 conference coming up now. And it's really a wonderful opportunity to actually to practice this. Um, what I actually want to do quickly is, Peter, those two videos. So what I did was I got two people that we've hosted and just asked them to quickly in a video just share what their expectation of hosting is and what they've experienced. So if you can play those two videos. 
just in from a very cold and icy Benoni, freezing down here. Uh, just wanted to thank you all so much just for opening up your homes to us uh, from City on a Hill to into your homes for the 412 conference uh, in Cape Town in October. We are so excited to be coming down there and to being with you all. Um, man, I want to say yes, it was Jesus who changed my life, but God has really used this vehicle, the church, and particularly 412 and all our partnering churches, he has used to so shape mine and my family's life. Um, I remember coming down to my first conference in Cape Town about eight or nine years ago with my family. And um, you know, ever since that moment where we walked into a church and saw what a New Testament church looked like, we had read what it looked like, but when we saw it in action, our lives were forever changed. And even our first hosting experience, it was so coupled with that whole thing. It wasn't just about being in, you know, under apostolic teaching and worshiping together, which was life-changing, but it was staying in somebody's home, which we had never done before, a complete stranger. And what the Lord did in those moments and just knitting our hearts together. And, and actually those friends that we stayed at eight, nine years ago, are still our friends today and we get so excited when we're able to see each other uh, in Cape Town uh, at conferences or at events or equip times but also as we go into nations together we may go on some outreaches together and we get to see each other and those friendships are formed uh, through the knitting of hearts and it's something that the spirit does and so yeah um, I, we get so excited just for coming down and for being hosted and I want to just say to you that are opening your homes First of all, thank you. Uh, if you have never done it before, I just wanted to encourage you. Man, this is where the Lord does incredible things. It's not about having the most perfect home. It's not about having everything right. It's about how you feel in those moments and what the Lord does as you step out in faith and open your home to something that He's going to be doing. As people come from all over the world to be to sit under teaching and worship together, that the Spirit's going to do something that will forever change their lives and will take the gospel into the nations. And so you are becoming part of that inheritance into the nations. And um, yeah, lastly, I just wanted to say, even for the guys that are making, uh, you know, a, the decision to come down to Cape Town, they are putting, uh, I would say it's between seven and 10,000 Rand now, just the cost for fuel to get down to Cape Town. And so as you open up your homes and ha not having the people not have to worry about accommodation, I want to say you're making a huge contribution into even our lives and making it possible for so many to get down there. So thank you again so much. Looking so forward to seeing you guys in October. Good morning. This is Jono from Lighthouse Church in Hoodsprate. Good to be with you. Um, yeah, Andre just asked me to quickly send a little video clip uh, to encourage you. Uh, not to condemn you, but to encourage you to open up your homes and again, pick up the value of being hospitable. Uh, for us in Hoodsprate, uh, for each and every single one of you opening up your home, it is incredible because many of our guys in our congregation, we're a very new congregation, about three years. And so uh, through COVID, we haven't had conferences. So many of our individuals in the life of our church have not experienced being hosted and being in others, others' homes. 
So for us, this is a really big deal. Uh, and I really, as the lead guy in, in, in the Lighthouse Church here in Hoodspread, I want to say, and I want to exhort you, scriptures say, edify, encourage, and exhort and admonish one another to good works. And I want to exhort you this morning uh, that you would pick up this incredible value of being hospitable. But we've got to ground this in the scriptures. So let me give us a portion of scripture. In Matthew 25, verse 31, I'm not going to pick up from 31. I'm going to pick up from 35, but I do encourage you to go and read it. And it says, this is Jesus speaking. It's his letters in the NLT. It says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Isn't that incredible? When we're opening up our homes and giving of our resources, our cars and our finances and food and cooking and our homes and our beds and our pillows and our blankets, every single one of those things that we are doing with the good heart attitude to the, is actually being done to the Lord. So if you're opening up your home to some of the guys here in Hoodsbreak, you're actually opening up your home to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? And I'm so reminded also where I think there's a portion of scripture that says, naked we came into the earth, naked we will leave. So every single thing that we have, the Lord has actually blessed us with. And the Lord actually asks us and encourages us to be good stewards of the resources, which is all of these things, especially our homes and our cars and our finances, to be a good, a good steward of these things and bless the people of God. And again, as we all know, Acts 2.42, where they, they, everybody gave and they lack nothing. Again, we can tie these incredible things together. So I want to encourage you and I want to exhort you this morning. Um, this is a value that, uh, that I know really, really well. And it's one that I try to live out. And there's many times where I don't want to open up my home and it's, I'm tired and um, finances are tough. But I know I have an opportunity in those times to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's amazing. When it's easy to serve Jesus, it's easy to serve Jesus. But when it's difficult to serve Jesus, it's difficult to serve Jesus. And that's the time where we actually get tested and we should push through and endure. And there's a greater reward for us that awaits us in glory. So may the Lord bless you. May you be encouraged by this. And uh, I look forward to seeing each and every single one of you at the conference in the next couple of weeks and to stay with you in your homes and get to know you. This is also a time where we get to just live life together, share testimonies, share hearts, share what the Lord's been doing, pray for one another in our homes. It's not just about having a bed to sleep in and have some food. It's actually around conversations and being encouraged by the word of the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Those are things we get to talk about, to have communion in our homes. Ah, the list goes on and on and on. And so be encouraged. Love each and every single one of you. God bless. So, so I think what really stood out for me from this was both these guys. I actually met Jono, the guy from Oodsprate, um, you know, about seven years ago we went to Zambia together. Um, and he was a saint in the church, um, just a saint. Um, JT, the guy who spoke first, he, they actually 
brother-in-laws or something like that. Um, also, JT was serving in the church, no big role or anything. But over the years, it's just something has happened, and we've formed such a friendship. Um, today, Jono leads the Covenant Life Church in Benoni. That's got a new name that I can't remember now, City on a Hill. Um, where Roland and Patty comes from. Um, Jono, the other Jono, actually leads Hootsprate Congregation. And it's amazing how we, as a family, even feel a part of that. Um, Nina went to Hootsprate recently, and it was so easy for her to, to go to them because we've, we've invested in them, we've journeyed with them, and that is what is available to us. Um, so again, it's a thing of, and I think JT touched on it, that it's not, we can't make somebody walk into an inheritance with God. We can't make them holy, but these conferences, and I want to say again, like, if you have not been to a 412 conference, I, I know with tithing, we often say, um, people say, I can't afford to tithe, and then we say, but you can't afford not to, um, and it's exactly the same with this 412 conference. I don't think we can afford not to go to miss out on what God is doing in this, um, and you, by hosting somebody, you, you could be hosting the next Jono or the next JT, the next guy that's going to come to Cape Town, be encouraged, be pushed into more of what God has. You could be the one that actually gives him a bed to sleep. Um, and I know there's difficulties in hostings. I mean, we've heard a lot. I've heard people say, my house is too small. Um, our first time we went to Namibia, we got hosted by your lady, um, I don't know if she's 80 or 90, but she's very old. Um, and it was a very small house. It was actually the house was built next to a lake size, what's a mortuary. So she didn't have the best hosting facilities, but that was one of our best weekends ever where this lady at, I think, 80 or 85 or something had the revelation that she needs to be baptized. She needs to be filled with the Spirit. And she just, I remember getting into Namibia and... Um, all the people's hosts came, and they were all young, and they looked like they were going to have a lot of fun. And then this old auntie comes in a Toyota Corolla, and she's like, and I was like, oh, like, I was really hoping tonight we're going to pray and move the nation. And now we get this auntie. And can I tell you, that night, we were sitting there like after 12, like, your auntie, we need to go sleep. And she was just testifying about Jesus, telling testimony after testimony of what the Lord's done in her. Um, so again... And she fed us. She made a pampun cook. Um, so again, if your house is too, if you think your house is too small, it's not. Um, we've heard people say they're not rich enough. Can I tell you these guys aren't coming for gourmet meals and gourmet lodging? They are coming to attend the conference, and that's the beautiful thing of this conference. Like JT said, they are spending up to ten thousand rand to get here. So the people you're getting into your house are people that's hungry for God. They're willing to pay 10 grand just to be at this conference. So you can know you are going to be encouraged if you host them. Um, I heard people say, too busy. Unbusy yourself for a week. Like, it's two or three days. Be busy. Be chaos. But it's two or three days, again, that we can't miss. Um, don't have enough bathrooms. I don't have any advice on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say they stay too far away from the venue. Again, you're closer than what the guys are Joburg are, so deal with it. Hire porta potty. Somebody can start a business quickly. Um, I spoke to somebody recently, and they said, um, we would really love to host, but, you know, our couches are wrecked. 
And I said to the guy, like, I really want to challenge you, actually, you know, put a duvet cover over your couches. Um, again, these guys aren't coming to sit on fabulous couches. Um, generally, what it looks like for us if we host a couple for 412 is it's, you don't sleep a lot that few days. Um, it's generally a lot of eating and sharing, um, just with regards to eating also, like, these people come willing to give, so you don't have to be afraid of, oh, what food must I prepare? What if I can't give what they used to? Like, give what you can. Um, I heard Mike Davies recently say um, he goes into Brazil a lot, and he says the thing about Brazil is financially it's not a wealthy place, um, and they would often live in a single flat. Um, the people would put six to eight mattresses in the lounge, and that's where people would be hosted. And the times they had in Brazil is amazing. Like, the presence of the Lord, people love it, people go back, and it's not for the accommodation. Um, I do believe if we are truly devoted to, to God, in a sense, and taking these scriptures serious, we'll get over ourselves and realize that whatever we have, like the people in Brazil, whatever they have, they give. It's not a lot. It's not fabulous. But, and I think their hearts are, Lord, this is what we've got a floor. We can lend mattresses, bring the people. Um, so practically, what do we do? First of all, you need to register to host. Um, and I really want to encourage you, like, imagine we have to tell the people from Joburg, or sorry, I'm not picking on Joburg, but it's a, it's a good place. Imagine we tell the people of Joburg, hey, um, sorry, man, you guys have now bought tickets, but we actually don't have hosting for you. Um, again, we don't want to be those that stand in the way of what God wants to do through them in the future years. We want to be those that host them well. Um, again, not all of us can host. Um, and we have spoken about this, but if you can provide meals, if you can loan a car, but I really want to encourage you, do not, first of all, don't miss the conference. Like, whatever you need to do, do it. Be at the conference. If in an extreme case you can't be there, um, try and host. In an extreme case, if you can't host, get involved somehow. If it's taking a meal for somebody, if it's just lending a car, whatever it is, do not miss out on what God is going to do in this conference. Um, again, we don't need big luxury homes. We need love and service. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to these guys are coming in. Let's serve them well. Let's love them. Um, you never know where your next holiday is going to be. Um, may, maybe you get somebody from Mauritius, <laughs> just saying. Um, so again, if you're in a place where you're not sure if your house is suitable, if you're not sure if what you want to give is suitable, speak to your leaders and say, listen, I, I want to be on board, I want to host, but I don't know practically what I can do, and I can assure you the leaders will help you. Um, and then, yeah, then I just want to say something that I realized out of prepping this whole thing is that hospitality was actually modeled by God first. Because he came and he invited us into his house, into his family. Um, so, yeah, I really, I think, yeah, my heart for this is just, can we be those that actually grab hold of this thing? And even today, so you know what, we, we don't practically know if we can, but we want to. Whatever it is, can we give what we've got? Um, yeah. Here we go. Okay.
thank you for that. Um, trusted you guys were encouraged. And uh, even in that, just uh, the, about the mes- message of hospitality, of opening up your homes. I've seen people's lives change over a cup of coffee. Um, totally. Their life taking a total a different direction to what they were going to and what God had for them. And so use this not only just for the 412 conferences, what's coming up now, but use this as a thing going forward. Say, God, I'm going to use what I've got, what you've given me to be a good steward of, to, to use for your glory and for your honor. Right? Andre, thank you very much. Why don't we all stand? Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are the great host, the greatest host. As Andre said, that you've invited us into your space, into your family. And Jesus, when we, when we make the decision to honor and glorify and say, Jesus, we want you to be Lord and Savior of our lives, we get adopted into your family where you take care of us, where you love us, and where you host us, Father, and where you use that to change our lives. And just maybe with that this morning, maybe you hear this morning, you hear the message, you've heard the songs that we sang, but you don't know Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. You've never experienced true hospitality from the King of Kings, from a Lord that says, come, my son, come, my daughter. I want to take care of you, and I want to change your life. And if that is you this morning, if if you're here this morning, and you heard the songs, you heard the message, you heard about Jesus, and in that, maybe Jesus, the Spirit stirred your heart, said, but I want to know this Jesus that they're talking about. If that is you, with our heads bowed, if there's anyone here this morning who says, I want to give my life to Jesus, to experience something that I've never experienced before. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to do that? Said, Lord, I want you to be Savior of my life. If you don't want to put up your hand, you're more than welcome to come to us after the meeting. We'd love to pray with you and for you. And Father, for the rest of us, Lord, we, we thank you that you are our source, that you are our provider, that you are the one that takes care of us, that you are the one that gives us what we have to steward for you, Father Lord. Because it's not about us, it's about your glory, about your honor. And Father, we want to pray this morning for, for each and every single one of us, Lord. We want to say, Lord, this is what I've got. This is what you've given me. How can I use it? over this next period, over the 412 conference, to honor and glorify you, Lord. Proverbs 9 says, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. It speaks about your first fruits, but honor God with what you've got. And we want to do that, Father Lord. Thank you for stirring our hearts this morning. And uh, we thank you, Jesus, that we can, could have get together like this this morning to worship you and to sit under your word. We pray that in your precious name. Amen. Amen.